Today on Lockdown Red Wings, a lot. There, there is there is quite a bit today. Uh, more Cider news, Jonathan Berger news, uh, Sebastian Kosa news, Mark Stahl news, Turner Elson news, and then previewing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Did I leave anyone out there, Scotty? I don't know, dude. My foot just cramped so bad. <laughs> Lockdown Red Wings. <laughs> Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Foot Cramps. How you doing today, Scotty? <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. I'm feeling a lot better now. I just got like, felt like I got bit. In the middle of your, uh, in the middle of your first attempt, by the way, cold yeah. open. Th- I just um, was like, "There's so much to get to." I'm like, "Jay, watching Red Wings, a lot. Yeah, there is, there is a lot. Yeah, um, I'm feeling better now, though. I think I think I can go back in, Coach. That, good, that, good. Man, it literally felt like a snake just like bit me right there. That was Walk that off. was brutal. That's walk it off. Don't be don't be a wuss. I mean, I'm here. I'm You're playing here? through it. What are we talking about? We're talking about. The Detroit Red Wings and a myriad of things today. Uh, but yeah, first, lot going on. Want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. For some reason, I thought you said there that there was an awkward pause. I thought you said there's you locked one on, and I was like, is that a pun? And then I realized uh, you said there's a lot going there's on. A lot going on. Yeah. So sorry. we're already off to a horrendous <laughs> I will start. Ar- I will <laughs> articulate better. <laughs> I just think I'm deaf, man. I think I'm not hearing it. Yeah, I'm always I agree to say, with that. It's definitely your fault. Earbuds in my ears. Um, <laughs> well, now we're off to a great start. But guys, <laughs> we're going to talk to you. Let's let's lead it off here with the more Sider news. Uh, the Professional Hockey Writers Association announced their final trophy tracker iteration, and they they called their trophy was the one that they announced, and more Sider. Like pretty much every single one, except for that one where Zegers took the lead by like two points, Moritz Sider is very healthily in the lead. Um, out of 17 voters, he took 14 first place votes, and he is pretty much a landslide. And a, 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 man, where am I going with this? He's Butcher this at the beginning. It is a landslide, but it's not Should official. Be. Like this is just like a right. trophy yeah. tracker, but it's still great to see that throughout the entire season, this has been consistently where he has been at. And it really reassures me because honestly, there was a part of me uh, for a moment there, Scotty, where I was a little nervous that Michael Bunting with that exciting season he's having with Toronto might surpass what Moritz Satter's accomplished with the Toronto, uh, with the Detroit Red Wings. So to see that in this final trophy tracker, Moritz Sider is still dominating. Like, guys, Michael Bunting got one out of 17 first-place votes. Moritz Sider got 14. This is, and Scott, you said it best last week, this is Moritz Sider's trophy to lose. Yeah, I, honestly, I at this point, I would be shocked if it wasn't unanimous. Like it sh- And it should be unanimous. He is comfortably the best rookie. He is. Uh, if you took the entire rookie class and laid them all out, and just had like a draft where every team could could take one rookie from this year's rookie class. Moritz Sider would go one one every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. Um, I, I don't think it's particularly close, and I'm I'm really glad that we are 
starting to recognize that I, I think the kind of the, the nebs and flow of the season, it was really interesting to keep track of it because really early on, it was Raymond, right? Yeah. Like a month into the season, it was like Raymond off to the hot start. Lucas Raymond called their favorite in like, what, uh, probably like October, November, November. Yeah. And everybody's was... like, oh, like, you know, Raymond's to lose. And then in those winter, like heavy winter months, like December, January, February is when Zegris had his, you know, like moments of, of fame and, and did his fancy stuff. And, and so he overtook Cider in some polls for a little bit. I mean, a pretty lengthy period of time, a month or two, honestly. He was probably considered to be the colder favorite for a while there. Um, and not saying he was. Like, I think we all adamantly disagreed with it. And we even talked about on the show how we disagreed with it. And they were kind of choosing flash over production. But regardless, he was... Uh, he was the leader at one point. And then I'd say like the all-star break happened and Zegers got a lot quieter after the all-star break and Raymond had cooled down a lot too. Uh, and he, and he stayed, not that he stayed, you know, cold or whatever, not that, not that he struggled, but um, wasn't off to that, you know, super, super hot start that he was on at the beginning of the year. And then by, what two weeks after the all-star break three weeks after the all-star break it was pretty much then just became Moritz Sider's award to lose and he's taken that and absolutely ran with it and I I truly do think that he should and will win unanimously oh I I see unanimously is what he should get probably won't be unanimous but he'll win by a landslide much like he did in this poll because that well, you said what? He was a vote away from unanimous in this one? 14 of 17 first place votes. Oh, okay. So there were three guys who didn't vote in first place, but he still got 14 out of 17. Um, here, here's the total breakdown of it. Uh, Satter is favored among 17 NHL.com writers to win the Calder this season, receiving 76 voting points, including 14 of 17 first place votes. Toronto Maple Leafs forward Michael Bunting finished second with 57 points and one first place vote. Anaheim Ducks forward Trevor Zegers was third with 50 points, two first place. Uh, and Boston Bruins, Jeremy Swayman with fourth, 24 points. And Detroit uh, Detroit Ford, Lucas Raymond was fifth with 24 points. I do want to say out there, put this out there as well. I'm actually glad that Jeremy Swayman's finally on one of these because I think he's been having a fantastic year net with the Boston Bruins. I mean, he took over a big role with Tuka, Tuka Rask leave, uh, leaving. Um, but he has been fantastic for the Bruins this season. So I'm glad Absolutely. to see him getting a little bit of recognition. But yeah, more at Cider. Um, I am glad that Lucas Raymond is still on that list, but much to what you were just saying, he's still been very good this season. I mean, he's got, what, 56 points? 56 points for a rookie is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, he's been great. But he definitely cooled off from his hot start, and other rookie forwards, you know, have outperformed him since then. Again, not taking anything away from what Lucas Raymond's done, but it makes sense that he slid down in that ranking a little bit. But Moritz Sider has been consistently good this entire season. Jeff Blaschel, in a quote from that same article, by the way, I just quoted that article from NHL.com, so if you want to go read that article, it's on NHL.com, Trophy Tracker, Final Update, Calder. Um, but the quote from Jeff Blaschel said he was really, really great early on when we were really competitive, but even now still when we're not competitive, like he, he's playing first power play, he's playing first penalty kill, he's leading the team in minutes. He's done everything for this team. He's leading all rookies in total uh, assists. He's fourth among rookies in total points, the only defenseman among them in that top four. And then he's 14th among all defensemen in total points. 
And I think he's at what 44 points. Let me double check here. He's at 43 points in all um in the games he's played this season, 79 games played. He's played every single game and he's done it on a team called the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, if you compare that to the guys who are on other teams, I mean, Bunting's playing for Toronto, one of the best teams in the league. Zegers, albeit playing for Anaheim, cooled off significantly in the second half right, of the year. Here's and he's going to miss thing, the playoffs. Like when he was in the top of the conversation, Anaheim was a playoff team. Yeah. Right? Like when Zegers was really considered to be like the Calder favorite at one point in the winter, that was while the Ducks were off to their crazy hot start and were actually in the playoff picture like months into the season. So it just makes so much sense that it's more at Sider's trophy to lose. And it really did quell my like nerves. I, I don't know. I got that. I got that anxious feeling too. When Trevor Zegers, that one poll where Zegers had two more points than uh more insider. Yeah, we, we talked about that yeah. on, on here. We had an episode and I told you to, to slow your roll. And I, I, and you were right. You were absolutely right. And uh, here we go again. I got a little anxious with Michael Bunting and all the discourse on Twitter about how great Michael Bunting's been. And he has been great. He has been fantastic. And if you look at his possession metrics, even relative to his teammates, he's been a positive impact on the ice, which is why I love possession metrics. They still have a long way to go in the hockey realm, but they're getting there. And mm-hmm. so you can see that Michael Bunting, well, I like to joke that you could put a pylon cone between Marner and Matthews and score 20 goals. Um, Bunting has been providing to that line in his own right as well. But what Moritz Sider has done as a 19 year or 20 year old, now 21 year old with the Detroit Red Wings is unparalleled. Yeah. He is by far and away the best rookie this season. And he is going to be the first Red Wings rookie since what, 1968 to win the Calder Trophy, which is awesome that we get to see that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a little something to hang our hat on this year. Oh, and I think I said it last night, but he is eighth among all defensemen in the NHL in block shots. With one yeah, yeah, I think you said something about him. You were like comparing him and Rasmussen or something. Rasmussen was ninth among all forwards with fifty something. I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. Fifty something shots, but yeah, he's he's just he's got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. I don't, I guys, Moritz Sider, he is him. Yeah, he is him. He's also not forty, so <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't around to play with guys like Gordy Howe, like Michael Bunting was. Correct. All right, got to talk to you guys today about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. So with HelloFresh, you guys are going to get farm-fresh seasonal produce and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they are always arriving fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or farmer's market. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. Um, I've used HelloFresh before. My parents are using HelloFresh now. Uh, And everything they say in this ad read is actually like I can attest it is a hundred percent true. I mean, they always came in a box with tons of ice pack, ice packs in it. They gave you ingredient cards. They gave you all the ingredients you need. So prep was very simple and the instructions were very clear and the meals were always very good. And I'm, I'm a man who doesn't like his greens. I'm a, I eat a lot of red meat. So I'm going to have heart problems when I get older, but even the vegetables in these hello fresh uh, meals were fantastic and I'm hard to please when it comes with vegetables, but they were fantastic. And of course, all the meat dishes were fantastic as well. The pork chops, the steaks, 
the burgers. I don't even like seafood that much. And I even like the salmon. Like there was, there's very, there is all little to none that I did not like about HelloFresh. And I can guarantee that you guys are going to be the same way if you give it a shot. So go to HelloFresh.com. You slash HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and up to three free gifts. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16. Use LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I got a little bit of semantic satiation there, Scotty, where you say something too many times and it mm-hmm. loses its meaning. I said yeah. LockedOn16 like six times. Yeah. Did you say oh, yeah. maybe 16 times? And three free gifts. <laughs> you forgot the banner. <laughs> well, shut up. You do it. <laughs> that reminds me. Um, you posted a clip on social media the other day, and it was me saying "shut up." And then you looked at the camera. You're like, "What?" I genuinely don't remember that. But when you posted it, like, I, it got a hearty laugh out of me. It's just like your reaction to it. You're just like, "What?" <laughs> I, so funny. I said, I, I looked and I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, I don't remember I that. that was you... in, I don't even remember the context of that. I think that was just like after the end of a segment and I just said something and you were just like <laughs> fooling around. You were like, shut up. And I was like, what? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, uh, where do you want to go from here? Do you want to talk about Sebastian Cosa or Jonathan Bergren? I would love to talk about Sebastian Cosa. All right, so Sebastian Kosa is the WHL, the Western Hockey League, goaltender of the week. Uh, He started 2-0-0 in his playoff series, and he posted one shutout and only allowed one goal in the other. He's got a save percentage of .9. Let me just double-check on this. I don't want to misread you guys. He got a save percentage of .98 and a goals against average of .50 in those two games. Uh, on the season as a whole, he had a 913 save percentage, which is still very good, playing much, much better competition this year than he did last year um, because now the league's opened up to more teams. He, uh, Scotty, is looking pretty good after a lot of naysayers during the World Juniors were talking about his inconsistency and lack of starts. Yeah, well, the I mean, the big thing was that he just, like, didn't play, and we were all like, what the hell is going on? Um I think that it's interesting. Obviously, this is fantastic. And the him getting drafted was a huge shock to everybody. And I think pretty people pretty quickly jumped on board, right? Like myself included, right? Like I mean, I it was a all... Steve Eiserman pick. I immediately jump on board with whatever, whoever he chooses. Well, yes, co- correct. I agree with that. Um, but also just the the initial shock of everything kind of went away really quickly when we, you know, he's huge and you you can't teach size and he's very athletic and he's, I mean, incredible. And just already watching him take those steps as young as he is and, and start to take those steps and get better as the season goes on is already so fun just to keep tabs on to watch. Uh, so to be highlighted by something like this and, and to put together what he went 2-0, and one was a shutout and one was a, a one-piece, right? Yeah, he made 50 of 51 saves in those two playoff games against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Yeah, and they were like, I mean, yeah, the, you know, where you're at in the season and everything. It's awesome. So I, I hope that this adds to the lore of him. I hope that this 
uh, continues to get people excited. And I'm really pumped for next year for him uh, because if he's already taking these strides at the at the end of this season, I mean, I'm I'm really excited for the potential of where uh, where where he plays and how he plays next year. Yeah, and it, you know what's really interesting too is obviously being named goaltender of the week is you know not as hefty of as an of an award as Wallander winning the U20 Player of the Year oh, in the SHL course. and Edmondson yeah, and Andreessen being named uh, Rookie of the Year candidates. But it's really awesome to see that, and I you know we we'll talk about it in Jonathan Bergen in a moment. But every single prospect it seems like has taken a huge step forward this season in their development, and you know that's relative to each individual player. But you know Sebastian Kosa. You know, again, his save percentage last year was 941, which is incredible. But when you look at the competition they were playing against, the WHL, the division he was in, was much weaker last year because of COVID. It was a much smaller bubble against much worse teams. So, of course, his numbers were a bit inflated. This year, in a full 46-game season, or not 46-game season, but the 46 games he did play, rather, uh, for them, he posted a 913 save percentage and a goals against average of 2.28 a game. He put his team in an opportunity to win every single game. He had six shutouts in that span. You go to the playoffs, he makes 50 of 51 saves in the first two games. That's clutch. That is clutch factor. So, like, yeah, I'm already done. I'm already done and over with with that that the whole rhetoric from the World Juniors. I don't care what the reasoning was. He might have just been off his game. But the fact that here, in a big moment, and the playoffs. World Juniors got cut short. Like, the World Juniors were weird this year. Yeah. I, I It's hard to take anything seriously that happened, except for the Simon Edmondson breakaway goal, because it helps my narrative, like you said. What's the first rule of statistics? If it helps my narrative. Damn right, brother. Uh, but all jokes aside, you know, he took another huge step forward this year. Edmondson took a huge step forward this year. You saw Wallander take a huge step forward this year. He's he's looking like, you know, he when he was drafted, he was kind of that player with a lot of raw potential to see if he could get polished and he's polishing nicely. He's turning into a genuine diamond for the Detroit Red Wings defensive prospect core. So all these prospects, and again, Elmer Soderblom, I could go, I could go on and on, but all these prospects took a huge step forward relative to their own development. And it's really nice to see that so far it doesn't really feel and every, every draft class and every, like, you know, not every prospect's ever going to pan out, but there's a lot of players that are on the right track. There's not a lot of you're hearing more about players on the right track than you are about players that are falling off altogether. Yeah, and I, and I think for me the most important thing is organizational depth. You can't maintain a successful product without organizational depth. So, so it's one thing to have a really top-heavy system and know you have a couple of guys that are going to come up here and just be stars, and you can build a core around them, around them, and and go you know win a title or, or make a deep playoff run or whatever. It's a whole nother thing to have to hit on on so and hit doesn't mean like this dude's a superstar, but to hit on an NHL caliber player as often as you possibly can in all seven rounds of the draft, right? And to be able to do that year in and year out and and an attempt to do that every year is what gets you organizational depth where you have a laundry list of guys that you are confident can come up and be NHL players. And if you lose someone in free agency, if you lose someone in injury, if you trade someone away, you can next man up mentality. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that is such an important factor of 
I think it's the most important factor in sustained success. So for me, even though it's it feels painfully slow because it's been so long since we've been good, seeing so many names exceed expectations already is such a it's it's refreshing, honestly. And it's so nice to see because when all these dudes start making the NHL and then the next wave can all come up and they can be where they were, right? And then you mm-hmm. have a, a group of five to ten dudes that you're confident in, like that that is so valuable it, it it's hard to even comprehend yeah absolutely and, and we i want to talk to you about uh jonathan bergren because he made some headlines too and red wings prospect news and development news but first i do got to talk to you guys today about built bar um you guys i've talked about it a ton one more you want me to say you got to try the puffs one of uh the best tasting built bars out there if you haven't tried them you're missing out it's a protein infused marshmallow i mean to marshmallow guys covered in hundred percent real chocolate that has protein in it. Like that's just, it sells itself. I really don't got to say too much about it. It comes in a multitude of flavors as well. It's got yummy cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. You know, honestly, the cinnamon, churro though. I mean, cinnamon, marshmallow, chocolate. That's top man. That's top. That's, that's lethal. Um, all built bars, like I said, are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They got a multitude of flavors, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It'll be delicious, and it'll be good for you. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Go to Built.com, promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. I winged the end of that because I remember the last second. I got to put the caption up or you're going to talk smack. (laughs) At Built.com. That's how it actually ends. All right, segment three here. Lockdown Red Wings podcast, Tuesday edition. Uh, we still got a few things to talk about, and we got to talk about that, that that final matchup against the Maple Leafs still as well. So we'll try to be succinct about it as best we can. Uh, but the biggest thing left on our docket we want to talk about is Jonathan Bergeron setting a new single-season rookie record with the Grand Rapids Griffins uh, as he reaches the 60-point threshold with the Griffins, uh, breaking Timu Pulkinen's 59-point record. Uh, not sure that bodes too well that that's the record holder before uh, Jonathan Bergen, but still great to see. I was like, I'm not saying it. <laughs> all, all jokes aside, uh, Jonathan Bergen, another guy. I mean, we were taught we talked about it halfway through the season. He looks like he could be NHL ready now, but it's another guy that he might be NHL ready now, but it doesn't really help you a lot to have him on the NHL roster this season. And Steve, yeah, I, no, recognize I, I I agree with all of that, and I, I think it's important to remember that. Uh, like it's, it's very cool that he got, you know, the, the record and, and whatnot, but I think it's important to remember that, um, if dudes were dudes really like bagging points at a high enough clip, the reason that they don't better people don't have the record is because they got called up. Um, so like, I didn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's cool that he got it, but like. You know, if, if somebody was smashing that or on pace to smash that, I mean, they just like wouldn't have finished out the season there. 
Uh, but it, I mean, it's still nice to see. And, and in a season where, like you said, and, and you're absolutely right, there really wasn't any incentive to bring him up this year. So you might as well just let him cook down there. And clearly he did. Um, I, I, I mean, it's cool. And, and he's another guy, him and I, I talked about it yesterday. Um, I talked about Valeno and how I think he's one of the bigger storylines on the team. I think the same thing with John, Jonathan Berger. And I think that where he starts off the year um, and more importantly, if he doesn't start off in the NHL, how quickly he gets to the NHL and how he looks is going to be one of the bigger storylines of next year too. Dude, unless he looks like absolute crap at training camp, I can't imagine him not starting the other NHL roster, especially I, with I the I sheer amount of expiring contracts this team has. I mean, maybe this might be a season where they don't make a lot of moves in the off season just to keep room for rookies. Although that, you know, that being said, um, a They're lot of GMs, a lot of moves on defense, man. A lot There's of GMs no make have a philosophy of the rookies got to earn their place. They're not just going to leave a spot open for the rookies. So they'll yes, sign guys I, to contracts, sure. and then if the rookies make it, that's like what happened with Raymond this year. I mean, Raymond had to earn his spot. Like people didn't expect him to make it, and right. then he except I, I for think, Nolan, <laughs> who's calling I, it all along. They're they're gonna make moves and bring people in. Now I think that there's a potential that those moves are all just like one year, you know, yeah. so that we have some depth and we don't just we're not two injuries away from having enough signing dudes in the SHL in the middle of the season, right? Like I, I think that it's it's probably gonna be more along the lines of of just filling out a roster than it is like, hey, we're just gonna then give everyone a chance but um i i do think that that we're gonna we're gonna bring in at least some small people just so that like hey you know we're 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 not just throwing out a a all 25 and under team i mean there's kind of cool that that would be kind of cool wouldn't be very effective but it'd be kind of cool yeah i i mean I, i agree um mark stall is the Detroit Red Wings nominee for the Bill Masterson Award, Bill Masterson Trophy. And uh, for those of you who don't know, it is uh, awarded annually to the NHL player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to the sport. Every NHL team nominates their own player, and then it's voted on by the Writers Association. This is great for Mark Stahl because this is a guy who, at his age, I believe he's a what? 35 years old, just crossed the 1,000 game plateau, revitalized his career a little bit with the Detroit Red Wings this season. Uh, last season a little bit, but more so this season as one of their most productive uh, defensemen from the back end. And uh, he's kind of breaking advanced metrics a little bit. Um, expected goals, I, I say advanced that kind of half-joking. Uh, advanced metrics hate him. I'll share my screen, and I pointed this out on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and I've been, this has gave me the perfect excuse to talk about my love for Mark Stahl. Um, in all situations, his expected goals above replacement on offense and his, uh, on defense are all supposed to be negative. Yet, he, for some reason, is producing like crazy in his actual goals above replacement. Um, so much far, so those double asterisks you see, uh, I guess not everyone can see, um, but I shared the screen. His expected goals above replacement is supposed to be like less than one at even strict offense, but he is providing a solid 11 goals above replacement. That is 
so far and above what is expected that it's got that du- nice double astra- asterisk next to the EV offense, which means if you if I were to scroll down, it says right here on Evolving Hockey that an indication of two asterisks after the titles of EV offense or EV de- defense plot indicates the player's value for that specific chart was outside the defending plotting range, which means that he's providing so much offense that Evolving Hockey literally can't track it. And so that more so probably pokes a hole that he's doing something that evolving hockey and their, their metrics aren't aware of. Like he's doing something that's making him successful that they're not tracking, which means Mark Stahl's reinventing the wheel here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he has been incredibly productive this season from the back end. Um, his offense is even, even strength offense is the 80% percentile range. He's in a top 20% offensive defenseman in the league this year, which is fantastic for a 35 year old who you signed to be a depth veteran leader. Yeah, it's it's just it's wild talking about a defenseman and seeing his defensive rating be twenty. Um, yeah, no, but the <laughs> offensive rating was an eighty. So but like, Mark Stahl <laughs> overall, his percentile was fifty six. So he's still in the top half of the league at a thirty five year old. Yeah, because his that's, offense that's has been really picking. effective, and and especially I, I want to say in the last like two thirds of the year, especially like he. I think is is when people really started realizing like this dude's actually kind of quarterback and like back there from the blue line, it looks really damn good. And he did offensively and the defense. I mean, name anyone, not name Moritz Slider that looked good defensively this year. Like, well, who cares? And uh, if you will, we'll gladly take our, our, our wins when we can get them. And Mark Stahl has been a, a successful signing re-signing for this year. And if you look at him compared, if you look at his goals above replacement compared to the rest of his teammates, he is currently listed as fourth in goals above replacement. There you go. Um, Moritz Satter leads the entire team in goals above replacement, uh, followed by Tyler Bertuzzi and Dylan Larkin. Mark Stahl is fourth. 35-year-old depth defenseman Mark Stahl is fourth in the team again, goals above replacement. That uh, He is also fourth in wins above replacement and standing bo- points above replacement. So he has been very effective at even strength offense, that is where he thrives. You can notice the blue bar is that's all that's all it is. He is second in the team in expected or even strength offense goals above replacement. Second, just behind Dylan Larkin on this team. That is a hell of a place to be. Yes, so I is. just I, I want to use this opportunity to say this is why Mark's Mark Stahl is the Masterson nominee for the Detroit Red Wings. He has revitalized his career this season, having a fantastic season. Defensively, still a little bit of a liability at times, but he has provided a good offensive spark to the point where relative to his teammates, he is a positive impact. And I was saying that. I have that one up as well. Relative to his teammates, Scotty, um, Mark Stahl is just barely, he's a .03 expected goals per game, a positive relative to his teammates. So his offense is outweighing his lackluster defense. So he is a positive asset on the ice. Um, all that being said, though, Scotty, this is probably what Carey Price's trophy to lose. I mean, Carey Price get battled some demons to come back and finish the season with Montreal Canadiens. Because in the end, a lot of these trophies, the Bill Masterson trophy tends to go to the player who struggles. You know, last year went to Oscar Lindbaum and his uh, struggle with cancer. So it's nice that... He's the nominee, but it's probably guys like Carey Price who are going to walk away, and deservedly so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's some. Um, the it, it generally, if there is someone who overcame 
like real life, not necessarily compl- entirely hockey related circumstances and overcame them. It goes to them a lot and it rightfully should that that kind of stuff is are, are incredible stories and they deserve to be recognized for them. But it is kind of cool just to see Mark Stahl's name thrown in there. Yeah, I mean, even I though there's another no chance he's winning that award. No, no chance. But the nomination itself is a recognition from the local chapter that he's the guy who impressed kind of like an underdog story, basically, is what the Masterson Trophy is. Like, he was the Red Wings underdog this season, and he really uh, beat all the odds. Um, do a, Let's do a quick little preview. Uh, we're already past 30 minutes in this episode, guys. But the Red Wings play the Toronto Maple Leafs the fourth and final time. Uh, last time out, these two teams played. The Maple Leafs won 10-7. to Time before that, 7-4. to And time before that, 4-5. to So the Red Wings are going to try to go to Toronto and avoid the season sweep against the much-hated Toronto Maple Leafs, but also, recognizably, very good Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, they are second in the Atlantic Division, and Austin Matthews is a favorite to win the Hart Trophy. He has over 50 goals. He set a franchise record for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I think he set a NHL record for Americans in scoring this year. has over 50 goals. He might yep. break 60 here in a second. Dude, it's unreal. Um, yeah. And we're going to be down Tyler Bertuzzi. So your top six forwards are going to be Joe Valeno, Rough. Lucas Raymond, Jacob Verana, Philip Zadina, Pew Suter. And then Rasmussen on the wing. Ah, dude, it's like that last wing spot's tough, man. I mean, Rasmussen has been playing a lot better on the wing since they moved him to the wing. That's when the Rasmussen renaissance, so to speak, has begun. Yeah. Dude. So, I mean,. Second line, like who else are you gonna put there? Yeah, it's probably gonna be Ras. It's probably maybe Adam Ernie or Sam Gagne. Like who? Like I'm, I'm okay with Rasmussen out of those three. Yeah, you want to put your young guys in those roles to succeed because let's face it, Gagne and Ernie aren't part of your core, but Rasmussen could be part of your core even if it's at a bottom six role. We talked about that last night. Um, but in a relevant to this game, the Red Wings signed Turner Elson, the alternate captain of the Grand Rapids Griffins. Uh, he was. What, fourth on the team in total points this season to a one-year contract to play the last two games of the season, probably because Tyler Bertuzzi can't play in Toronto and they needed another body. Um, not really much to say about Turner Ellison other than good for him. Um, and he's going to get a shot at the NHL level. Finally, I think this will be his NHL debut. He's never played more than the uh, higher than the AHL. He's got 45 points this year and 73 games with those um, Grand Rapids Griffins. And yeah, this will be his NHL debut if he plays in the, any of these next two games. So just good for him. Added depth because Tyler Bertuzzi can't play in Canada still. But that's uh, that's really what I got to say. Yeah, <laughs> de- I mean the depth's gonna be brutal. Um, the top the top six is gonna be the I don't want to say weakest, uh, but the shallowest. We'll say it has been all season potentially. Um, which makes the bottom six more shallow because the top six have to be more shallow. And then your defense um, is shallow. It's probably going to get a little ugly. If it's to not get ugly, it would be at the hands of Magnus Helberg in that. I completely agree. I, I just, I, I want to see him in, I don't, I've said it a thousand times. The last few episodes, give him a start. Why not? Yeah, you sign him, not? play him. It's if worst case scenario, he helps your draft odds. 
Yeah, I, I really <laughs> want to see him play. Because honestly, I just want him to be like part of Red Wings lore forever. The guy with the, the sick pads that played in one game that one the, year. The guy you signed from the KHL who played one game at the end yeah. of the season. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm about it. I'm about it. I, I would really like to see it. him play a game. I'm going to have to like DM somebody in the know and be like, so what was the point of this? <laughs> because I'm I, I'm cool with it. I don't really care either way, but I'm just like, no, it doesn't hurt anything. It's just no. weird. Yeah. Also, it's just really, really interesting. It is. He's a beautiful, he's a beautiful man. He is. Oh, man, he is. I wonder what that's like being handsome. Dude. I can't. I, I wish that I could. If you like. You imagine just like waking up, looking in the mirror, and then just looking like that one day, being like, whoa. and being a professional hockey player, <laughs> being like, "Whoa, I work <laughs> like this every day. That's crazy." Instead, I wake up and I look in the mirror and I have no hair. So. Yeah, you you do do that. No, I sleep with a hat on, so I actually when I wake up, like I, I don't <laughs> have to see it. Brian puts on a hat so that he, when he wakes up in the morning, he uh, doesn't have to look at the fact that he's falling in the mirror. <laughs> I don't and get that shot at my confidence. Oh, we have fun here. We recovered nicely from that rough start, though. I didn't think it was a rough start. I no. thought it was just—I thought it was all over the place, so we corralled it pretty nicely. Yeah, there was a lot going on this episode. It, so, all right. Any final thoughts, my man? Um. My foot's doing all right. Everything's good down there now. And We're no longer uh, locked on foot cramps. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm. I don't. I think I'm probable. I don't even think I'm day to day anymore. Oh, sick. I'm ready to roll. Um, want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NHL. I'm clicking on the link and it doesn't take me anywhere. So I'm just gonna say listen to Lockdown NHL because uh, I have nothing to say. It didn't redirect me to the read. Listen to Lockdown NHL. Listen it's to Lockdown cool NHL. And a good time. And they, they talk about the stuff. NHL. And the playoffs are coming around. So it's going to be fun shows. Yeah. yeah. Scotty did a way better job of ad-libbing that than I did. I'm a writer. Yeah. Oh, so you remember that one. You remember that banner. You don't ever remember <laughs> any of the ad-read ones. You remember that one. All right. I have that banner on tap. Right. Now, my finger's always floating over that one. Yeah, it's itching. His uh, finger's itching. Same time. Same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day. <laughs>